Hey everybody, welcome to Size Doesn't Matter, a podcast exploring small content creation. Uh, I'm Keaton Sample, I run my self-titled channel, Keaton Sample, on YouTube, and I'm currently at 21 subscribers. Man, that's twice as many as me. I'm Jesse Robertson, your esteemed co-host. I run my self-titled channel, where I do life commentary type stuff at 10 subscribers wow i also run digital cemetery at 11 subscribers nice where i do internet deep dive type stuff uh cool and yeah so on this show we're just going to be talking kind of exploring what it's like to be a smaller content creator uh, because, you know, when you get on YouTube, the algorithm's showing you all the big people with millions of subscribers or at least hundreds of thousands. So there's thousands of channels and tons of people out there that are still making stuff that just don't have a huge following. Um, but they're still making it anyways. And so, yeah. yeah. Or it shows you the video from 10 years ago that suddenly has 2 million views for no reason. It's true. I got a video of a Bulbasaur recently like a 10 second clip of a Bulbasaur just sitting on a rock and it had like millions of views. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That Bulbasaur deserves it. And yeah. So let's just start off by talking about what it's like for us. Cause we're, I mean, small for small creators, you know, 10 and 20 subscribers. It's not a ton, but also we just started a couple of months ago. Uh, yeah. We're on the grind and we're, you know, I have about seven videos out right now. I'm not on a, I'm not on a consistent schedule or anything uh, because I'm also a full-time student and have a job. And this is one of those things where I'm doing it because I want to do it. It gives me an opportunity to create things, which is what I've always enjoyed doing. And I've always known, like, I want to make stuff. Uh, and even though YouTube isn't, like, you know, I might not make it big, get 10 million subscribers or anything like that, but it's still an opportunity to do it. Um, and yeah, what? Why, why are you creating? It's one of those things where I enjoy doing it, and especially like people our age, like being a YouTuber was something that was like an actual like dream or goal of us growing up mm -hmm. because not i mean sure kids now have that but people before us because like even being a youtuber was a new thing when we were like preteens yeah. and stuff and so i'm pretty sure everyone our age has stuff that we like tried or did put on youtube back oh, from yeah. when this we were like 12 this is my like third or fourth channel. Yeah. Um, you can probably go digging. I think I've deleted them, but this is my, I had, oh my God. So the very first YouTube channel I ever made was with, uh, it was a group of friends in middle school. I think it was seventh grade and it was called Z Boyify. Yeah. Real good name. What? Uh huh. <laughs> um, and it's, it had one video on it and we all just sat on a couch and kind of beat each other up because we were in seventh grade and we were like, we could be on YouTube. Um, that is a deep point of shame for anyone who was on that channel. Anytime I bring it up, they're like, oh God, why? 
Um, and then after that, when I decided, because uh, I've had the dream of being a YouTuber for a while, because again, we, while it was new, we grew up with YouTube. It was like I qu- quickly transitioned from Saturday morning cartoons to YouTube uh, in my spare time. And so, like, the idea of being a YouTuber has always been a cool one. Um, however, it's always just been kind of a pipe dream. Nothing I ever acted on or, like, with any seriousness. But me, me and my friend Shane back um, in early – it was later in middle school. I think it was, like, end of eighth grade. Uh, we made a channel called The Comedy Void where we actually did, like, sketches with – not any real production value, but more thought out than a bunch of kids sitting on a couch beating each other up for no reason. Uh, but after I know like, some people who would pay high price for that, unfortunately. Um, but even after that, after like five videos, we got worn out because it's a lot more work than you realize, and especially, especially as a kid. Yeah, especially as a kid when you're not used to doing any work at all, and we're like, can we just play video games and not record it? Um, because it, it is, there is a decent amount of work that goes behind even the simplest of content. Um, even like memes, you know, it seems very surface level, not thought out, but they are and a ton of yeah. editing goes into those. Um, and then when me and Shane stopped doing the comedy void, um, I stopped doing YouTube for a while and then it was my late freshman year of high school i was like i'm gonna do it again but i'm i did kind of what i'm doing now where i branded it as me it was just keaton sample and i made about three videos it was because back back then uh for a little bit of background about myself um i grew up with the big dream of being a filmmaker um going like to hollywood like big bucks film industry uh was kind of my my dream for a long time and that third channel the first keaton sample channel uh, was going to be kind of just my my journey to make it to Hollywood. Um, however, around that time, I got an actual job in the film industry. And throughout that, I realized I didn't want to be a filmmaker for a couple of reasons. And so that channel ended again. Uh, but throughout all of those, they were just kind of a thing I was kind of doing. It wasn't something I put any real effort into. Uh, and I because it, 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 it becomes hard to create something when you don't have passion in it uh and they were just kind of a thing rather than something my my project my thing i was working on um and so they kind of fizzled out so this is this is this is channel number four and it's the one i'm sticking with this time and i have even though there's only seven videos up i've already put a ton of work into this channel into thinking out everything that i make and not just having a bunch of kids on the couch beat yeah. each other up because i mean even you have like at least i think six videos on the back burner right now yeah. so and yeah i had a similar story where around seventh eighth grade me and my best friend at the time we started a band nice normal middle school stuff and then we you know, made a youtube channel for the band okay yeah you know some yeah. middle schoolers start a band and some just sit on a couch and hit each other yeah so we uploaded a few videos of like i was learning mandolin at the time Dude, I, I learned the mandolin in middle school really I, yeah nice yeah um i played drums at the time as well and so there were a few videos we had a pretty rockin' Weezer cover. Nice. Um, where I played the drums, 
he sang and played the guitar and his dad was on the bass <laughs> nice um unfortunately the channel still exists but he removed all of the videos okay so. yeah same thing with all of those yeah. other you you can't if you could find yeah. that i applaud you i might even like to see yeah. some of that but i can't find it yeah but we did that in middle school um and then you've seen some of my high school project stuff Mm-hmm. that I did for some classes. And that's when I found out that I kind of liked the more just me-me kind of doing whatever mm-hmm. type of video, even though, like, it was supposed to be, like, a serious video for, you know, like, a Bible class. Like, me and my friend Alex, we just kind of did whatever we wanted for the videos, and it was a lot of fun. And that was when I was like, oh, I actually kind of want to keep doing this, and then mm-hmm. I didn't. That happens. So, yeah, so this is kind of my first, like, real attempt of me, like, actually, like, putting in real effort and doing mm-hmm. it and actually having, like, a plan and stuff. So, yeah, that's kind of my story. Um, yeah, yeah, because, and I think it's something we've learned as we've grown, because with all things in life, you have to put work into them. Nothing yep. comes naturally and easily which really is true when it comes to content and content creation uh which has been a big surprise Uh, i have experience in the film world like i said in high school through now i do you know video contracting here and there uh for different people and i've i've seen all ends of the production spectrum um however working on bigger productions it made sense that it was a lot of work and a lot of thoughts and you know a ton of gear and long editing sessions because we were being we're being paid you know for a big production um so in my mind you know i was thinking youtube will be way simpler you just kind of like have a camera um and it's it's not it's just it's almost just as complicated i can say that if not even more so because then you have to especially if you're taking seriously you have to factor in the rest of YouTube, of the business, mm-hmm. if you get there, the finances, the sponsors, all of that, you have to figure that stuff out, typically on your own, at least in the it's beginning. True. And when you're working like for a production like that, I'm being told what to film, yeah. you know? And like, sure, I might have a decent amount of creative control over it, but I still have a purpose that I was hired to yeah. do. And when it comes to creating your own stuff you create that purpose, which personally I enjoy because that that is one of the reasons I did. uh, I've been slowly trying to get out of the video world. I'm still doing it, you know, for money, um, but at least as a purpose, like a reason and like a defining feature about myself um, because I've always been a little bit more creative. um, And when I wanted to go into filmmaking as a kid, I wanted to be, a you know, a director, writer, but like becoming a director and writer and producer on a film, you have to have so much experience. It's nearly, it, it's really hard to do. Um, but when it comes to other people telling me like what you have to make, I'll do it for a job obviously, but like that's not where I get my creative satisfaction yeah. and stuff. So it is really freeing that YouTube's an opportunity for so many of us to just make the things we want to make. Yeah. Um, even if it's not our career, it gives us an outlet to be, doing the things that we want to do uh, but it's also scary 
uh, especially if you're trying to have like a consistent following and stuff that like it's all on you to come up with those ideas and to perform those ideas and edit and ship them out and everything yep. it's it's basically all on you um, especially for small creators uh, because we could talk about bigger creators where once you get enough you know subscribers and yep. views and everything you can start to hire editors and have a team where you're not doing it all on your own but for so many of us we physically can't do that like it, it, it financially does not make sense because we're not making if we're making money off of monetization it's like a hundred bucks every two months or something like that yeah. uh it's not a ton um and so it is a lot of work but i think so many people keep doing it anyways just because you know it's it's about what you're doing with it not about getting fame from it and for some people it's about reaching that point of fame uh, but i know for myself at least it's about being able to do what you want yeah i think the most important thing is it's a platform first mm -hmm. and foremost which sure they're gearing it towards having a more you know official stuff whatever but at its core it's providing that platform that people don't otherwise have which i feel like a lot of people can forget yeah. uh because youtube has almost in for a long period of time because it's been i just started this my senior year of college um and the last time i tried to make a youtube channel was my freshman year of high school it's been a while and for that whole gap youtube i i didn't view it as a platform to create i viewed it as like another netflix subscription essentially it's yep. stuff i'm going it's it's a place that i'm going to in order to view and watch stuff which i feel like that's the relationship that most people have with youtube um where they're going to it to watch and because of that i think it can be easy to forget that you have the option to be there on that platform right. too especially because what we're getting kind of shoved in our face on youtube is the big production stuff that or or at least the big people who have editors and you know decently large yeah. budgeted things yeah there's there's very few times where especially on trending in the states almost no even independent creators yeah. get on trending l let alone small people being recommended or being pushed by the algorithm really the only recent example i know of is jacob geller whose uh shadow of the colossus essay oh yeah got a i think it's over two million views now but he had like thirty-eight thousand subs at the time which you know two million uh views for that yeah. is great um but if you go back on his content most of them were getting you know 20 to forty thousand views mm -hmm. um and so it's one of those things where you never know what's going to get picked up That's especially true. like i mean talking about a big person michael reeves his very first video went viral yeah um somehow and so and so that's a, you know, less than 1% of people experience that. And so there's so many people out there just grinding at it without that viral algorithmic push. And there's people out there with good content um, yeah. that aren't getting that push from the algorithm and from the recommendations. Um, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I've been 
uh, one of the things I've been enjoying doing recently is going through YouTube comments and just clicking on the profiles and seeing, because, you know, a bunch of them are just profiles with no content because they're just there to watch and comment. Uh, but a lot of them are also people who are making content and just watching that content. And I've been surprised by, like, the quality of a lot of them. Yeah. And they just still have, like, 200 subscribers. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially looking at someone like Gus Johnson, who's yeah. now getting his spotlight. He has been making videos for, what, six, seven years? Like, consistently making videos. Because yeah. I remember looking back at some of Brian David Gilbert's stuff, who mm. also someone who was pretty small. Even and his, then, his channel has yeah. grown exponentially since, since, it, since he, he joined got, Polygon. Yeah. But looking at someone like that who who was small and yeah. putting out videos and it, you know, it led to something. But looking at some of his videos and seeing people like Gus Johnson and other people who are who are big now commenting, you know, mm -hmm. on these videos back before they were really big. And so it, it goes to show that, you know, even though for most people it's not a community, it's very much a one way I'm coming here to consume. Yeah. It can be a community and a platform for independent creative people. Yeah, and even for small creation, yep. um, it's already become a bit of a community for us and a couple other people we know yep. that are making content. Um, and it's nice just to see their comments on our videos, you know, yep. giving us uh, critiques and support and everything. Yeah, and even talking about Brian David Gilbert, he's got very unique content. Oh, yeah. Um, and granted, he's a much bigger name now, but uh, before Polygon, he had like, 20,000 subscribers um, and he had a couple of videos that got viral that were in some meme playlists uh, but that's like you know he, he's got something unique he was doing rather than doing the popular thing to do with right. the flashy thumbnails um, that the algorithm really likes and that yeah. usually get recommended and I think that can be a real struggle for smaller creators and creators like us who are going at it not with an attitude of I want to be big on YouTube, but with an attitude of making what, what you want, you want to make, make. Um, which I think is at the core of content that I think is the best. Uh, when I can tell that like this person loves what they're doing, um, but it can be a struggle because while we aren't, you know, going at it for the fame or anything like that, it would be nice to, you know, have people actually watch the content that you're making Yep. Um, and that can be a struggle when you're not doing the popular thing, not doing the thing that is going to get you recommended and doing what you want to do. Right. Because we've been so conditioned through other forms of social media to have that instant gratification, whether mm -hmm. it's a tweet getting 200,000 likes in a day or you know, seeing your friend post something on Facebook and just everybody likes it. Like We've gotten so used to already kind of having those frameworks in place mm -hmm. because it's a you know social network typically between you and people you know and then it goes from there but youtube is a little different where it's not you know most people don't automatically have that you know web of potentially 200 300 people who are just automatically going to subscribe to them it's true because you know everyone and their brother has a twitter and an instagram yep. um but not everyone has a YouTube channel. We even, you know, our close friends who are b very supportive of our content and everything, 
don't have YouTube channels. Well, yeah. Obviously, we're getting them to make YouTube channels, uh, but it's not a common thing because you don't have to have one to get on YouTube yeah. to watch the videos. And so, like, obviously, those people still contribute to views, but not to subscribers right. and to like consistent coming back to uh, right. your channel views. And yeah, and so we're kind of so conditioned by that instant gratification from our posts on other platforms that aren't necessarily content driven. They are content driven. It's just a different kind of content uh, that it might be difficult for a lot of people yeah. who decide they want to do YouTube and they aren't getting that yeah. because the truth is it's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint, right. which is something that, you know, you hear about a lot of things in life, but it can be, you know, you don't take it straight to heart. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's especially true when it comes to uh, internet content and YouTube because, you know, we've been at this for a couple of months now, um, and we still, you know, 21 subscribers, 11 subscribers. Um, and sure, we don't have a big pool of content at, at the moment, uh, but it's it's definitely something you have to, it's something you have to really enjoy or you're not going to do it. Yeah. Um, because it takes a while to get started and to get into the groove and honestly to get into the discipline of it. Uh, because it's definitely a discipline to make yourself create and to not only make yourself create, because it, it, it's one thing to have an idea for a video, um, and it's another thing to execute that video. Yeah. Uh, because like you said, I've got like six videos queued up right now. I've only filmed like half of two of them, um, which I will get to. Um, but it, it it's another thing to edit after you film something too because editing is something and you have to make yourself enjoy it which i i have been doing and i've been editing for a long time um too so it's not the worst thing in the world to me uh, and i do enjoy it in certain aspects but there's parts of it that i like way more i i, I personally much prefer like the graphics and the cool transition the cool transitions um way more than chopping up a long thing into a shorter thing yeah. and especially with my with my background in uh the video world a lot of the things i've shot is you know getting a bunch of shots and then pulling from a library of shots the ones that you want in a timeline uh versus some of the things that i'm producing now is like shooting one big thing and editing it down uh which could be a very different experience um and it's something that you you have to enjoy doing it or else you're going to do it a couple of times and you're going to get worn out and you're going to stop creating. Yeah. Which has happened to both of us in the past with our middle school channels. Yeah. Imagine if we were still making content on those. Well, I stopped playing the mandolin, so. But yeah, I did I did read an article which I read this article back when, you know, I was still in school for engineering. So you know how well it stuck yeah. then. Um I read an article about you don't need motivation. You need discipline. Yeah. Because so many people out there are preaching that, oh, if you just find your passion, if you just find what you love doing, you don't need to make yourself work. It'll just pull you to it, which is true to an extent. And, you know, with stuff like this, you know, it's very easy to be motivated and be passionate yeah. at the beginning. But... Once you publish that first video and it gets six views, or once mm-hmm. you you know do all of that, you see I spent seven hours or more 
you know, with you filming with my stuff, I don't film or I haven't filmed as much stuff as I have edited, but, but still, you know, I've you know. spent, you know, we drove all the way to Lowe's. We spent four hours filming. You're going to spend, you know, probably four plus hours editing and then it's going to get like 10 views. And that's, that's really discour- discouraging because. And, and to bring it back to what we were yeah. talking about earlier, it's almost like the complete opposite of a viral Instagram or Twitter post because you don't, it doesn't take seven hours to type a tweet. It takes about one minute. If it's like a well-formatted, a well-formatted one, it takes less. If you saw that tweet maybe a month ago and then just said it again and it still goes viral. Yeah. Um, Which is little work, big gratification versus what it's like to be small on YouTube where it's a lot of work, small gratification. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very close to basically working an unpaid internship Mm -hmm. where for some people it's a job, like especially your content, your, I mean, we set up this entire set took us about, you know, an hour plus our very high, very high budget set. But even so like people who are working with, we're doing this in a kitchen, which was not meant (laughs) for recording a podcast. And so, you know, we spent all the time setting this up. We're going to have to take time to break it back down so your sister doesn't get upset. You know, it's a like shout out our, to my sister who yeah. I live with. Um, so a lot of time being spent today is just on the set, setting it up, breaking it down, making sure we get the right angles, making sure our mics, you know, we spent 30 minutes on trying to find a pair of working earbuds for you. <laughs> It's so true. these are the struggles that small people go through because you don't automatically have those resources. You don't automatically know everything about, you know, lighting and camera angles and microphones. And so you have to spend a lot of time either learning about these things up front and then mm-hmm. executing or just learning as you're doing. And that can be a lot of effort. And then, you know, you still get, you know, 20 views on your thing and you're like, holy crap, I spent 10 hours on that. It's so discouraging that you're just not going to, you know, do most people are not going to make another video because you realize I spent I spent so much effort, time, in some cases, money into this. And if I'm not going to very quickly get, you know, gratification or money from it, then what's the point? Because Mm I, you know, this is a weird tangent to go on. But even just in the working world, like people our age are are very accustomed to oh i'll go get this job and then you get this job and it sucks and so you quit and so okay so i'll just go get another job because so many places are just dealing with people who just ghost them because they're not willing to put in the effort for just a normal job where you're stocking shelves or you're checking people out which i'm guilty of i like i I was about to say we like both we both have quit our jobs and you know it's, it's one of those things where there's a book called Unscripted, I believe, and it talks about how, you know, especially like, especially the creative oriented people especially feel this way, but a lot of people can feel this way where it, you know, it just feels like you don't fit in. It feels like, oh, everyone did well in high school and went to college and loved it and now they're working the, their job and they love it. You know, what's wrong with me? Why can't I fit into this system? But the thing is, with any system 
there's going to be outliers. There's going to be people who don't fit into the system. And that, that causes so many problems because like a lot of the stuff, you know, we talk about, you know, we talked about today about small content creation and being dedicated. Like you don't learn that in high school. You don't learn mm-hmm. that in middle school. Like, you know, some people learn it in college, but even in college, some people don't learn that. And so then they get into the real world and they're like, oh, I actually have to commit to something. I have to, you know, show up to work consistently and do all these things. Like we're, we're not prepared for that in our education. And then it's even worse for the people who don't even fit into the education system. Me, you know, <laughs> this is kind of a rant because like I tried and tried college for three years, but it's just not right for me. But there was next to no one out there saying, it's okay that this isn't right for you. It's always like, what can we do to get -hmm. you to stay here and continue spending, you know, $18,000 a semester and continue to get C's and D's in your classes? When clearly, like, that's not the right choice. You know, you're not getting any kind of return on investment there. Um, But it's just, it hammers you into the ground because you're like, why, why isn't this working with me? So, like, there's something wrong with me because apparently everyone else is doing so well and it can be the same thing on youtube where you're seeing you're of course seeing all these people the people who get pushed by the algorithm the people who are already big and have been around for a while and you're just like well what why aren't why isn't my stuff picking up Mm -hmm. but in the reality is it's a very very small percentage of people who are getting their stuff pushed and are very visible like even YouTube in and of itself, like it's something crazy. Like 90% of the people who visit it are even just visiting for music in the first place. So not only like is a very small portion of the platform to begin with showing up to consume like media and videos and stuff. Then you have to compete for that small slice of an even bigger platform. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. Um, uh, I found it here. It's the total number. It's 300 hours of content uploaded every single minute to YouTube. And so while it might seem like, you know, we are just not surviving compared to everyone else who's getting the recommended videos. And I feel like, you know, everyone's got a million, it got, everyone's got at least a hundred thousand subscribers these days. That's not true. There's 300 hours being uploaded every minute by people like you and me who are doing this for fun yeah, um, and doing it because we love doing it. And it's, it is the lucky few who get noticed, but there's so many of us still doing it anyways. Um, And I think that, I think that goes to show the passion behind small creators. And I've, I, I was guilty of for many years only watching big creators because I, my, YouTube bookmark goes straight to my subscriptions page and I would just watch the big people I was subscribed to for a long time. And only recently have I started branching out and trying to find smaller people uh, to watch. And I've enjoyed it a lot. And I feel like I feel like people are missing out if they're just watching the big stuff that's being kind of thrown at you on the homepage. Who I've been watching a lot of recently is Jacob Geller who, you know, I mentioned him previously about his Shadow of the Colossus video that blew up. But, you know, even even his videos, like, even the surface level of just, 
another guy talking about video games isn't super unique, but you know, he's one of those people where once you actually start watching the content, you realize a lot of the things he brings up is super interesting. Like one of his videos, which is like over 30 minutes long is talking about modern art and video games. And it compares a lot of similar themes between people getting upset with modern art from like the fifties and people getting upset with video games. Now it's such a really interesting concept that I had not seen anyone connect the dots before. And I mean, even with his viral success, he's still at like 50 something, 60 something thousand subscribers. Um, but you know, like he's a good example of someone who, you know, has been making videos for a while and you know, it's not his job. He has job doing other, you know, media type jobs but it's one of those things where it's really cool to see something like that go viral and then now he has a patreon where you know people are supporting him because because he was so viral that a lot of people came and flocked to that because the thing is we see all these people with millions of subscribers we you know we see all that and we're like okay well they're the only ones making money but even the smaller creators still have dedicated fan bases who are supporting mm-hmm. them. Even if it you know, doesn't mean it's their full-time job, they still have a dedicated fan base. Uh, yeah, and I, I, I think you can find a lot more of that unique content uh, with the smaller creators. I stumbled upon, granted, I did get recommended this video, which I'm glad that I found him, uh, a channel called Thomas Game Docs. Um, he's only got like a hundred thousand subscribers, uh, but I've been enjoying his, he does, you know, video game centered documentary videos about the history behind certain things, but it's behind things that I hadn't, you know, ever considered before, like the, the song and the album that inspired Mario, uh, like the, rather than the traditional history of this specific character that you, you know, gets huge because everyone loves that character or or like theories like game theory or something like that it's kind of these more niche uh focused and kind of things you wouldn't think about you know looking up um content and um yeah yeah, like i never would have searched hmm modern art and video games or anything like that and he also you know I believe he's Jewish, so he talks about anti-Semitism in games and stuff like that. Um, And so it's like, I never would have been independently searching for content like that. But because I, and a lot of other people, really love Shadow of the Colossus, Mm -hmm. that's what blew up. And then it gets, you know, people funneled into the channel. And then you realize, oh, they've been making really good content for a while now. It's just, this is the one that everyone saw. And I think I think that's just something to keep in mind, uh, especially if you know if you're a small content creator or someone who's looking into getting into this world. Um, it takes a while, it does. But that just because the first six months, the first year of you making content, you only get you know 120 views per video, or even less, even if it's like 20, 30 views per video. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not going to happen one day. There could always be that one video that gets put on the homepage for everybody out of nowhere. And Um, that doesn't mean it's not good either. It's true. It's true. 
um, there could always be the one video that brings people to your channel and then they realize you've been making good, solid content yep. for a while, which, cause that's usually when channels grow. Cause I'll speak honestly, like when, when that happened to me with like Thomas game docs, I watched the video and I was like, I'll check out his channel, but I wasn't planning on subscribing. Yep. Like I was like, this is a neat video. I gave it a like and everything. Uh, but then I saw that he's had a catalog of these videos that he'd been making for a long time. Yep. I was like, oh, this is there's a lot of good content here, which means there's probably more to come, uh, which made me hit that subscribe button. Um, and so, yeah, I think just it can be a little discouraging at first. But if you enjoy what you're doing, if you enjoy the process, if you're not if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Do something else with your life. Yeah. You know don't do it just because you think it's a way to make easy money and work for yourself. You're not going to enjoy it. Yeah. Um, but if you are enjoying the things you're making, just stick to it for a while and, and put your like heart and soul into everything you make. Yeah. Uh, Cause it, it shows. And don't have like too hard of a filter on your content as far as like quality goes, because mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of creators talk about how the video that went viral or that they got a lot of subscribers from, they were like, you know, I didn't really like it and I wasn't going to post it, but mm -hmm. then they did. And so it's like, you're going to have a lot higher expectations for yourself than everybody else's. Absolutely. Like, when you post your first video, no one's expecting you to be really good at it, for it to get a lot of views or anything they're not expecting anything unless you're making like empty promises all over the place but no one's expecting anything from you and i think that's a big thing about youtube where you can kind of experiment and go under the radar for a little bit until you find your voice or until you find your editing style or any number of things that makes you a more cohesive kind of channel yeah. you know you have time to experiment. You have a lot of freedom with it because you don't have a huge audience who's already expecting really polished quality things. And I think that's something that a lot of people don't, a lot of people take for granted because they just want to be big and they want an audience because it brings money. But even then, like once you get to a hundred thousand or something like that, you know, nowadays, like that's probably, you know, unless you have a really dedicated audience, that's still not even enough to do it full time. Mm -hmm. So, and yeah, you are going to be your biggest critic in anything you do in life, but especially when you're trying to make creative content, you're going to be the biggest critic. Uh, I am of myself. Um, you know, I make three edits of a video sometimes, and I'm still not quite happy in the end. Um, but then people see it and they're like that was a really cool video and th th they don't some people when, when you get to the huge size some people see that one frame of something that's a little bit off but especially when you're a small creator like people are watching it for the content not necessarily for the you know intense quality uh which i think a lot of people can get caught up on thinking you know i have to go out and buy this you know two thousand dollar camera to even get through the crowd and stuff but you don't um, if, if you're, if the content you're making, if you are loving what you're doing and you're putting the like effort into it, that's what shows and that's what brings people around. But you know, who are we to talk about this? We're just two guys with less than 30 subscribers. Um, 
I think we're gonna be wrapping up here now. But if you want to check out our own channels, we'll have them linked in the description uh, on YouTube if you're watching this, and in the description of the podcast if you're listening. Um, where you can check out Digital Cemetery that Jesse's working on, where he's doing you know video documentaries on kind of empty net. You can talk about it a little bit, I guess. Yeah. So the idea is kind of digital ghosts to yeah. an extent, where in a lot of unfortunate cases, people have died or killed themselves, but also some people just leave that community. But all of that stuff typically is still on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just kind of examining some of those places where someone has over a hundred videos on their YouTube channel, but they're dead, but that's still all out there. So it's a really interesting concept to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that'll be linked and, uh, you can check out my channel where I'm doing whatever I want to right now, because still in that under the radar experimenting until I figure out what sticks kind of content. Um, but yeah. Also, if you're a creator and you want to be on the show, we're, we have a really kind of flexible kind of do whatever with this podcast kind of thing because we're still figuring it out. That's a big thing about small content creation. You're never going to have it all figured out. Um, so if you want to be on the show, we'd love to have you, um, you know, any size really. Uh, we, if you've got and, and if you do anything, so whether you're a YouTuber, Twitch, you make really cool sprockets on Etsy, whatever. We just love creativity and creation, and we really love like picking the minds of people who continue doing it, even if it's not successful. Unquote for all you audio listeners out there. Um, you know, we just. We're both really creative people in our own different ways, but, you know, we just, we love it so much that we love talking about it to anyone, so. And yeah, I mean, that's almost like we were talking about earlier, especially in the start yeah. of, and when you're small, community is yeah. huge. Definitely. Um, and so if you want to be, you know, connected with other small creators and stuff, yeah. you can let us know. I believe the email is sdmshow at gmail.com yes um and so you can send us an email there and we we'd love to have you and to get you plugged into this community that we're hoping to build of smaller content creators yep all right and i think that's all we got for this one thank you for listening and we'll see you next time 